beautiful people of the internet, welcome to the BRB AFK PDQ. Joining us in the studio, as always, is the time being Scott. Good afternoon, good night, good morning, whatever time of day it is. Our illustrious host, Ryan Shipley. Was Scott trying to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation at the beginning of what he said? I, I think he was. It, it, okay. I wasn't. I, I, it was me being thrown off because I'm so used to saying the movie quote. Yeah. That I almost didn't know how to respond. You guys know I do a really good Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation, right? Oh, no, let me hear it. Let's got to hear it. All right. <clears throat> say hello to my little friend. Now, 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 say, say, uh, 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 go to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Wait, no, I mean, well, uh, why, why would I do that? I mean, like, like you were saying, like you, you're doing the, the Truman quote, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Yeah, it's a. Uh, <laughs> oh, here, that... here's, here's another one. Wait. Oh, okay. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? I do not see anyone else around here. Are you talking to me? But the thing about yeah. this, I actually wasn't doing the Truman quote. That was just that was just a natural response. <laughs> Show me the money. The quote. Yes. yes. You uh, had it's... me at hello. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. Nice. Oh my god, it's our it's our it's our, uh, you know how PDQ is supposed to be like it has you know, been no nonsense. Minute, guys. Yeah. I've missed this. Yeah, because yes. I, I don't think. Uh, yeah, so just for everybody listening no at home or wherever you're at, uh, February was a little crazy for us. We had a lot of sickness, a yeah, lot a of technical bit. issues. Um, it's been a hot minute since we've been able to been... Uh, record. Um, we were mm. going to actually record last night. It's been way too long, and I've missed the hell out of you too. I have missed mm. you all too. Miss you too, Scott. It's funny. Last night we were going to record. But around like seven thirty, uh, we ended up having to pause it till the night. And I can tell you, I was happy because I was in the middle of playing Elden Ring, <laughs> and I was sad that I was going to have to stop for this. And I love I... the podcast. I love the yes. podcast. So, do you, sure. so, do you want to, do you want to know a secret? Yes. yes. Kim wasn't actually sick. We were just on a date, and I didn't want it to end. <laughs> So you mean you know all what? that prayers I, I did that. for Kim or for not? <laughs> I mean, she's feeling great now. The candle I put in the window was for nothing. Exactly. <laughs> Me right over here stressing out, sweating bullets. Yeah. Is she going to be okay? Calling every hospital. I uh, know. Has she been checked in yet? <laughs> and But I will say one thing, and a lot of this is thanks to our two editors um mm-hmm. at least on my end uh we are sounding clearer than we ever have had we all have new yes. equipment we're using um <laughs> we feel if later on like in a few months that we start asking you for money for our patreon that it's probably going to be for the best to sound really clear i well, mean that's I, the that's the idea i think yeah. i was informed by earlier that i sounded like a, like a mouse last episode so hopefully, hopefully this is much better it was precious the patreon's still in a, in effect and we'll be hopefully launching that mayish or juneish we are not the most organized people but i promise you it's coming what? you're right what scott we're, we don't, are you we don't need to lie about? to our uh to our listeners that's fair as you probably heard the top of the uh the episode we played uh, the theme song for Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. Rest in peace. Yep. We're recording this on Monday. Kevin Nash just posted this morning on his Twitter. Taking off his life. Uh, what, what is it called? Take him off of life support? Life support, yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Yep. They they pulled the plug. Yeah, it's uh, Damn. it's. I didn't even know. I had no idea until you, you shared the, the 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 Twitter post. I'm so glad I didn't say anything online because I started seeing pictures of him pop up, and I was like, "Oh, is he like coming back or something?" And oh, no. I'm glad I just I just oh, kept my mouth shut. Oh no! Yeah. I'm glad I just kept my mouth shut. And uh, right, yeah, whew. it's one of those unfortunate things because he was just always such a tremendous talent with great charisma, but he just could That's not true. fight those demons. He couldn't beat those demons, mm. unfortunately. Um, yeah, as a ch- as a kid, when I was little, uh, me and my brothers, Mark and Will, um, I'm calling him Will. If I ever say William again, yell at me because he goes I by will. Will. Right. Okay. Um, we will. Oh, we will. yes. yes. Uh, and I like that the pun came through so crystal clear. Um, <laughs> it did. It sure did. Yeah. But, uh, but we used to have a wrestling organization we called Action Packed Wrestling or APW. We did pay-per-views, we did storylines, and I love to do the razor edge on my brothers. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. And he's also... They like it as much as you did, though. Yeah, because, you know, we we knew how to do it. Um, Okay, uh, okay. He also, WrestleMania 10, his uh, ladder match with Shawn Michaels uh, was, I think, a turning point in the WWF where they stopped focusing on the cartoony gimmicks and going more into... uh, Still not realistic, but, you know, not as quote-unquote kiddie. Um, mm-hmm. And then in 96, 97, he was a part of the best heel turn in uh, wrestling uh, when him and Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan uh, uh, started mm-hmm. the NWO. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. 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 So, great Speaking wrestler. Speaking of things that started off great and <laughs> oh yeah. too long. Yeah, well, we're not that, we're not talking about Razor Ramon there. He did not run too long. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> NWO, NWO. Yeah, Razor, yeah, yeah. Razor was great. Yeah, Razor was great. I got to see him uh, live at WrestleMania 17. Um, that's when he came back to WWF after his uh, stint in WCW after WWF bottom, and uh, he wrestled Stone Cold Steve Austin, which I don't think mm. was a good person to put him against with all the demons he was dealing with at that time, because you know Stone Cold likes to drink beer and pull it all over, pour it all over his opponents. So mm-hmm. with all the addictions that Scott Hall was suffering, it probably wasn't the best gimmick for him to be going well, against. Well, did, did, uh, did Stone Cold stick with that still? Or did he at least like kind of, you know, read the room? It's been a while since that WrestleMania. It's been God, 20 years now. Um, so wow. I don't remember for sure. Uh, but I think he was still doing it because I think at the time I thought it was a weird choice, but mm. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Fair. Yeah. But um, with the PDQ episodes, what we're going to try to do is stick to a format, which is going to be interesting to see if this happens. Um, I'll our, be impressed if we pull this off. Boys. Yeah. I know our editors are probably praying to the same gods that I prayed to Kim to live last night. Um, <laughs> but we'll see how we do. We're going to start with some news. Um, I'll start with my first news article. Um, sure. So, in uh, Japan, um, what's the popular magazine in Japan? Uh, Fitamitsu? Am I saying yes. that right? Uh, Fitamitsu, yeah. It just was announced that Xbox has sold... Get this, are you ready for this? Ready. 2.6 million Xboxes. Oh, wow. 2.6 million, okay. Wait, no, is, that the S? A... is that the 1S or the general that's general 
just okay. like gen- of all like of, of like Xbox Ones through the new series. Lifetime. All, all, counting all three of them. Oh, counting lifetime. all four oh, systems. Wow. Yeah. So the Xbox oh, One wow. sold uh, oh, four hundred seventy-two thousand uh, units. The Xbox uh-huh. One sold one hundred fourteen thousand. The Xbox Series S, X and S have sold one hundred forty-two thousand, and the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty with the lion's share of units sold is one million one point six million. So wow. Microsoft does not do that well in Japan. Um, no, sir, they do not. <laughs> yes, and I like that you guys played into my hands, just like I was hoping you did when you guys were like, "Oh wow, that's <laughs> great!" The best-selling Xbox game of all time in Japan. Um, is Dead or Alive 3 with a whopping 271,000 units moved. <laughs> now, do you, have, do you have the comparison? Comparison to what? Of PlayStation sales? I don't think we need to do that because PlayStation um, sold a million of PlayStation 5 already. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. I don't think there's any need to do that. Um, it's one of those things where they said a lot in Japan they were first turned off when the first Xbox came out because of the size of the of the unit, and a lot of the games yeah. weren't like um, pushed towards like what they what the kind of games that Japanese like to play. Also, the size of the very first controller. Do you remember that? Mm. The very first Xbox. Oh, it was enormous. Oh it yeah, was huge. I, it was the only yes. it was the only one that ever fit in my hands. Was it really? <laughs> I mean, I just I just have giant hands is all I'm saying there. Yeah. They're basically yeah. like clubs. Um, Star Ocean yeah. 4 The Last Hope was the second uh, biggest selling game of all time in Japan. Third was Tales okay. of Vispera. Fourth was Blue Dragon. I remember Blue Dragon. And the oh, fifth, I remember Blue Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, and the fifth was The Last Remnant. Um, and all five of the best selling of all time... Uh, was the um, on Xbox 360, of course, because that's where the bigger part of their units are. Um, I know mm-hmm. Phil Spencer has said that he intends to cater better uh, to to Japanese players this um, generation. I don't know mm-hmm. how the Bethesda games have done yeah. in Japan. I don't see um, Activision being a big importance to the Japanese gaming community. No, I can't either. It's just very weird that the third the third biggest game company in the world right now next to Tencent and Sony has not made much of a, of a dent in that, uh, Japanese. Game. Yeah, That's insane. Yeah. Mm. Do you yeah. think that anything with the game pass and all the buyouts they're doing, you know, besides just the Activision, do you think it's going to help? I don't know because, and granted a lot of this could be just at the scarcity of the systems, but it did say well, there sure. were only like about 150,000, Xbox X's and S sold so far compared to like a million PlayStation 5's. Right. So for some reason... Yeah, that doesn't explain all the old other sales too, you know, up until now. You know, they can't blame it on being scarce. Yeah, it's one of those things where um, because Sony right now, I think the the most of the leadership as far as the video game side of Sony comes from America and Europe. I think Mm -hmm. that's probably helped Sony because even though their people are more like, you know, based in America and uh, Europe. They still have a ton of the biggest Japanese developers making games. Because you saw that State of Play that they did last uh, Thursday um, was focused just on games coming in Japan. Or games coming from Japanese developers, except for the Ninja Turtles game. 
which I'm very excited really? about, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it was it's uh, about the the one that the, the one has all of them coming together in one thing. Yeah, have you seen? Yeah, fifteen games, uh, ranging Jesus. from arcade to Nintendo to Super Nintendo games, including the two fighters, a Turtles in Time, the uh, the three side scrollers that came on the NES, the two on the Super Nintendo. Um, they haven't price pointed it or given a um, release date, but I imagine it's going to come out at the, around the same time that uh, Shredder's Revenge comes out. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be awesome. I'm super excited for this because I I want to play yes. through the Ninja Turtle games with my niece and nephew because I've incepted them into loving the Ninja Turtles, and <laughs> and I really want them to get to play through those games. So heck that, yeah! So the two of the three of us and Will will play it. I try to Absolutely. steal Austin's joke. Another set of blasts from the past here. Oh. The Gold Box D and D RPGs are going to be coming to Steam starting next week, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, DOS Box support and companion apps. They are uh, a whole lot of the, like, the old DOS games that were based on uh, TSR's Dungeons and Dragons, and yeah. it is I, I, it's it's just fantastic to me. Like, I don't know, I'm a huge fan of of keeping the retro games alive and, and mm-hmm. letting them. Like oh, having them available for people to play. So yeah, there's uh, there's going to be eight collections. So yeah, somewhere around uh, sixteen to twenty actual games. Nice. Have they released all the well? The games are going to be. Uh, let's see. Forgotten Realms Collection One. So I, the Beholder One, Two, and Three. Ah, oh, Beholder. Uh, Forgotten Realms Archives <laughs> 2, Curse of Azure Bonds, Gateway to the Savage Frontier, Hills Far, Pools of Darkness, Pool of Radiance, nice. Secret of the Silver Blinds, Treasure of the Savage Frontier, and Unlimited Adventure, uh, Dungeon Hack, and Menzo, Bezer- Menzo Baranzen. I may have said this before, but if you have Audible, if anyone out there has Audible, mm-hmm. go, find, uh, it's a free collection of D&D book, of uh, specifically R.A. Salvatore short stories, being read by various celebrities, hearing mm. ice tea, <laughs> hearing ice fucking tea, trying to pronounce Menzo Berizan and Dritz the Warden is fucking phenomenal. Oh, that's amazing! All right. Holy shit! I I have my audible pulled up right now. How do I how how, how do I find this? The Legend of Dritz: The Collected Stories by Ari Salvatore. Nice. Now, that's shut. There it is. Yeah. Yep, I found it. Okay, all right. And along that same thing, if you if you get a chance, yeah, there's also there's stories read by Felicia Day, David Duchovny, Michael nice. Chiklis. All of that same thing? Same Draco question. Malfoy. Yeah, it's from this, uh, just different short stories. Uh, Draco Malfoy. Wait, did he change his name legally to Draco Malfoy? No, I can't. I just can't remember Tom. <laughs> thing, and I can't remember his name. No, Tom Full. Tom uh, Tom Full. Uh, Tom, Tom Tommy Fold? Tommy, yeah. Tommy, uh, Tommy Boy? Yeah, yeah. Also, Tommy Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, wow. Okay, that sounds... The game set, how many... Uh, how much is this game set going to be? Oh, your question. That is a very good question. Ryan is always asking the hard-hitting questions, man. We love I tried. Like, who's D12? <laughs> how did they get started? <laughs> yes. Well, first, first... First there was a uh, first there was Eminem and then okay, okay. he got some friends and <laughs> right. it doesn't have a price yet. Okay, that is very strange. That is strange. You said it was coming out soon, wasn't it? Uh, March 29th. 
coming oh, out March 29th. Very odd. I would have a price already then. And this so, is on yeah, Steam. Yeah, that's uh, that's odd. Yeah, it's currently on Steam, and then it shows. It's kind of it's it's set up very similar to if you if you've been on Steam and got the Mega Drive collection, okay. um, where it looks like there's like one client that you buy and then everything else is a DLC, like okay. each individual each individual piece is a DLC. But it it looks like it, it's all collected. I'm not sure yet. So okay. there's no there's no, there's a price yet, but probably not going to be that much. No, it's Steam, so it's probably going to be an amazing deal. Um, Better oh, yeah. fucking be. Yeah. <laughs> you heard that theme. Yeah, don't don't exactly. make it ice cube on you. Um exactly. is it ice cube or ice tea? Ice tea. Ice tea. Ice tea. Okay. Ice tea. Don't make Jeremy come after you. Law and Order's best friend. I love him. Well, my story uh involves one of the, the games we're gonna be talking about tonight, uh Elden Ring. I, okay. I was on the Gotaku and I saw a headline that caught my eye. And uh, it here's here. I'll just read the heading and then I'll go with the details. So it says Elden Ring hacker wants devs to put a stop to his killing spree. I was like, what? Is it the real? That's what I, <laughs> right, exactly. So of course that that caught my attention. So I was reading. So I started reading it, and apparently there is a Dark Souls hacker that's been pretty famous over the years. Uh, his name is Malcolm Reynolds. Okay, like uh, Firefly. Uh, yes, uh, but what he does, what he does in the in the Soul series, or what he ha- what he, he used to do, apparently, uh, he would somehow hack his character where uh, he was pretty much unbeatable. But that's not the worst part. He would uh, t- t- somehow duplicate items or put an item in your character slot that's not supposed to actually be in the game, and oh. then then the the system recognizes that you have an illegal item and it soft bans you. Oh, uh, that yeah. I gotta hate that shit. That's yeah. super there was some shit. Red Dead, there were some Red Dead hackers that did that shitty. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so shitty. Uh, so apparently, uh, he has started doing that in Elden Ring. Uh, so what? He, so what? What happens is so if you, so you'll if you've never had someone been summoned to your game, it it tells you you're being invaded by so and so. So I, I was reading through the article, and he's doing the same type of thing. So. Basically, what he does, he makes his his character walk around shooting this giant flame. Uh, I can see a video of it right now uh, out of his hands, but it's just it's like almost like a one hit thing. You're dead. It's impossible to not die from it. Uh, but before he kills you, he puts the item into your slot, whatever this item is. Uh, so like, but he makes sure that's that's in your inventory before he kills you, and then you're stuck with it. He has nothing mm. to do. Uh, mm-hmm. So the, what the article is saying, if it happens. If you get invaded by somebody named Malcolm Reynolds, let's walk around with fire out of his hands. Make sure you just quit immediately. Like, disconnect from the game. Just quit immediately. That's the, that's the only thing you can do about it. Damn uh, it. And, and apparently they, they actually were, they interviewed him or they got a quote from him or, or something because it says down later through the article that uh, he wants to get caught. Uh, he's like, I'm well, doing I mean, this to get caught to make their anti-cheating system better. Yeah, he seems yeah, like a great guy. <laughs> yeah, right. I know, I'm telling. I'm telling, dude. I would have broke something that happened to me. <laughs> so. Well, that kind of reminds me of some of the the Dead by Day Dead by Daylight hackers that have been going through uh, doing stuff like that, where they yeah they just kind of hijack the game and make it where it can't finish until like the two hour. Like, there's a two hour deadlock. Oh, uh, wow, deadlock really? where you like yeah, if the game lasts two hours, it's just like what what no, shut the server down. You're done. Yeah, so, and then if you're and if you quit, you, you like those you like lose. You get nothing. Thing. You get nothing. Nothing. Oh wow, that's mm. ridiculous. That mm. is so ridiculous. 
that is that like a common thing uh it's not that it's common amongst top streamers because that's where you get the most exposure well yeah that makes sense sure but uh for the most part most most people don't have to deal with it wow that's insane uh that that's I'm not I don't right now have a way that anybody can invade my game in Elden Ring because I don't have PlayStation Plus at the moment. Um, but that's making oh, okay. me not so want not... to get it. I <laughs> know. Uh... Uh, well, I I have so I have not seen it's not happened to me yet, thankfully. But uh, who knows? That's it could happen at any point apparently. Uh, yeah. And, and I don't know on a soft ban how long how long do you get banned for for a soft ban? Do you guys know? Um. I have no idea. So. Well, all I know is that usually soft ban is just where they like, uh, shit. It's just where it's like, a, it's a slap on the wrist. Right, right. Uh, cause it's not like, uh, usually hard ban is when they actually like shut off your account or it's like, a, like a warning, so to speak. Yeah. So it's just like, Hey, take some time out, realize you shouldn't be doing that and then come back and stop. Yeah. Wow. Now, I did read on Reddit that this one guy, um, was invaded by somebody. He killed the person yeah. invading him and ended up getting 86 million runes. Oh shit. Holy crap. So he was like, what? I don't know what to do. What he ended up doing was he ended up starting the game all over again because with that many runes, it was basically like not really fun anymore. Oh, I w- no, I wouldn't want that either. Yeah. There's no, I mean, you're pretty much just playing with Chico zone that you don't die. That's no, it's not fun. So. Yeah, because he was just wow. like, well, how did he get that many runes, though? Like I said, he killed somebody in PvP. So that person was probably but hacking. They had to have been, yeah. Because I don't think you even get runes. Uh, you get, uh, well, actually, I don't know what you get because I haven't killed. Uh, like in Dark Souls, you've got um, these little devices that let you get your hum- your humanity back. Uh, yeah. You know, if you, if you once uh, one against uh, an NPC, but I don't think you've got souls. Now, I know oh, also I people have been starting to sell runes on eBay. Well, I have oh, seen, have I have seen several sites uh, post about some ways to farm runes. Yeah, yeah. That are pretty, pretty crazy in my opinion. But okay, really Cra- crazy. Like what way? Oh, like just the Sexy amount cool. is, yeah. Like if you, depending on how much you want, okay, maybe not sexy cool, but uh, depending <laughs> on how much you, how much time you want yeah. to invest, right? Uh, you can get a shit ton. So what is this crazy, sexy, cool, as TLC would say, uh, way to farm? Well, apparently, if you go to a place called the First Step, mm-hmm. it's okay. one of the resting places, there's a way to drop down safely to the beach below, and there's just, for whatever reason, a there's some ways to get those the creatures that spawn along the beach just keep respawning, mm-hmm. and you can grind for runes and gold pickled foul foot. Okay, those yep. drop like crazy down there too. Oh, good, and those are what you can use to, I think, give yourself thirty percent more runes while the effect is happening. Yes, that's the one. Okay, so I could really see how that could uh, rack up then. Yeah, absolutely. That amazing. Or you could just kill somebody in PvP and get eighty-six million. Yeah. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, yeah, yeah, whichever right. way you want to do it, yeah. I would feel horrible for that person that lost that many runes. Although it sounds like he definitely must have been cheating somehow. I think it that. was on purpose, though. I think it did it on purpose. There's, okay, I don't think you could possibly lose that many runes on uh, like in the real game without some kind of hack or something. Yeah, 
Now, I, I don't uh, think that's possible. Speaking of people that are losing things, these developers of a small game called Domina, D-O-M-I-N-A, it's an indie mm-hmm. gladiator uh-huh. game, basically just killed their whole game by deciding oh. to get political in their notes section. Oh, do tell, sir. They did an update, and you know in the update they say, here's what we added, changed, fixed, the patch yeah, notes. Sure, right. So they added in their patch notes, take off the fucking masks. Next time you're at a grocery store, try showing a woman your face. Be confident, unafraid of the lies. You might get a girlfriend. Women like confidence. Women don't like dudes who cover their faces in fear. What are you afraid of? Getting laid? Grow up. Yes. What the what fuck? What the actual fuck? <laughs> yeah, so these people... This is from one of the developers that put this? Yeah, this is their patch notes. Yeah. The Fucking... hell? Yeah, uh, and here's the thing. Okay, so I have friends that are liberal, and I have friends that are conservative that have businesses. Uh-huh. Like, Bill at the comic store, you're not going to see him putting his viewpoints on his business page, and my friend Ryan Waller is not going to put his political opinions on any of his game pages. It's just not something you do. And of course, the company that's doing it, I looked at their Twitter last night, and I'll be honest, I trolled a little bit. They are doubling (laughs) down on it. They are not apologizing. They're accusing themselves of being victims to the woke cancel culture. How how is that Uh, possible when you're the one who said it? Yeah, like... We're being so mean to them by calling them out on the things they said. How dare we? Right. I, I hate the whole cancel culture bullshit, but that's not what this is. <laughs> well, this is more accountability culture. I think a lot of times people confuse yes, cancel culture yes. for accountability culture. They also at one Absolutely. point yelled true? and said, don't let strangers on the internet tell you how to live your life. If you want to be told how to live your life, read the New Testament. And it's like, motherfuckers, you should wow. be reading the New Testament because I bet okay. there's this cool dude in the New Testament called Jesus that probably has a thing about loving thy neighbor. Yeah. Also, aren't you on the internet telling us these things? Yes. Like That's right. That's right. Yeah. So they're yeah. currently being review bombed on Steam and they're mad about that. But yeah, they're basically saying stuff like developers suggest courage, woke mob. Um, no courage is bad, actually, and there's no such thing as cancel culture. So these people are just doubling down on their oh, stupidity. Oh, wow. Yeah. You don't think it has anything to do with like them just doing this to get publicity? Because this is just so I imagine, in my opinion, it's probably a little bit of that. Like, for instance, for people that aren't local, there used to be a steakhouse called Kazan Steakhouse. So it was overpriced steak, and they're, they were going out of business. It was right after COVID. Things mm-hmm. were looking dire for them. So they started pushing this new marketing campaign that they were like, fuck masks. Nobody that works here or eats here is going to wear a mask and we'll kick you out if you wear a mask because they were hoping to attract the big conservative movements, the outrage. Yeah, they they want to get conservatives to go, hey, we don't like masks either. Here's somebody that's being brave and get their business. And I think that's what these people are doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite tweet about this was, how to destroy your company speed run any percent. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. But my thing is this, like on this podcast here, there's two of us that are super liberal and Scott, you're kind of just not into politics. I know. Yeah. I'm more. Yeah. In, the, in, in between a little bit. Yeah. Actually, Scott, you're one of the only people that I could say I would believe is not into politics because usually whenever someone says that 
It means they're conservative, but they still want to get laid. <laughs> That's no, not that Scott. Is not, that is not me. <laughs> no, Scott is a fuckboy, so it's possible. <laughs> I can see why you're saying that, Boston. <laughs> but my thing is, like, like I said, I have friends that are liberal. I have friends that are conservatives. But my friends that are liberal and conservative that have businesses are smart enough to know, don't put your politics into your business. I mean, unless you're ready to take that risk, because I can tell you right now, there are several companies here in Knoxville that are making a killing by waving their conservative values like a badge of honor. I don't know how many companies, like actual company billboards I see here in Lenore City now that are actively like have Let's Go Brandon in the ad or it's, some oh, other okay. some other pro, pro-Trump quote, and they're using it to be like, no, no, we know who our target audience is, yeah. and we're going to lean into it. Yeah, I can yeah, get that sure. maybe local businesses, if your locality is majority one way or the other. Yeah, like if you're like a, like a red state or something. Yeah, but this company that. is worldwide. They're they're making this game no, its own steam. It's a worldwide game. So, Bill, there was another store that opened in the area like a couple of years ago. And the store is closed now. But the guy on his business page was pushing his political agenda how angry he was when gay marriage became legal. And mm-hmm. Bill sent him a message and said, Hey, I disagree with your viewpoints, but I know these are your viewpoints, but you probably don't need to be espousing these viewpoints on your business page. Nope. Yeah. Just, yeah. Although in a way I would like to know somebody is shitty. So I know not to do business with them. So. Oh no. Exactly. Same. Same. I would too. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's just, that's a stupid business. It's a it's There's a dumb point. business app. That's again why I love reminding people that they they keep misquoting George Carlin when he says people should be allowed to say whatever they want. It's so that we can know you're a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah no, I don't want to. I don't want to restrict your language. I don't want to try and restrict what you can say. You can say whatever you want. We're gonna hold you accountable for what you say, though. Yeah. If I scream fire in a crowded theater, I need to be arrested. <laughs> Yeah, there's just such a big difference between accountability culture and cancel culture. Yes. And a lot of people don't seem to understand the difference. It's like our one of our guests, Corey Forrester, the, the great Corey Forrester said, the only people being canceled are people who have actually broken the law or have done something yeah. worthy of being removed. You need to be removed from society. Goodbye. The rest of them, they're still getting airtime. They're still yeah. able to say whatever they want and getting paid to do it. So, yeah. And, and the reason I call it accountability culture is because I believe everybody can change. If you lose a contract or something because of some shitty, awful thing you said, then hopefully mm-hmm. you learn from this and you grow. You don't just double down like Louis C.K. did, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll say right now, I am, other than my DNA, I have nothing in common with myself 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, seriously, like, I would not know myself if I went back in time. So I guarantee you people can change. Yeah, and and that's what you hope you don't like. I have a I have somebody I know from high school that I saw him like a couple of years ago, and hung out with him for a little bit, and then realized I can't really hang out with him because he is the same person he was in high school. Yeah, mm, like yeah. the same jokes, the same attitude. It just was weird. It's like, have you not had any kind of life up. experiences in twenty years? <laughs> that's sad, though, man. Yeah. Well, you know what? We did good. That ends our segment on news. <laughs> we did great, guys. We probably I like wanna, it. Yeah. So now we're going to talk a little bit, focus on a game. Uh, we're going to focus on Elden Ring. 
Elden Ring, <laughs> so it's uh, from Software's new game. They are the creators a lot. Bloodborne. Oh. Was it Sekiro? Is that the name of it? Dark Souls, Demon Souls, uh, Sekiro. They, they yeah. are the fathers of the soul-like genre. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And their games are popular for being very brutal in difficulty yes. and setting. Like, I have never felt more impressed than when I started this game. <laughs> I get it. I get it, man. I'll tell you, the Soul series has made me wonder if I'm a masochist. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think you are. It's, it is. Because I enjoy the hell out of these games, but... I can't tell you how much I wonder if that's part of the reason why I'm on blood pressure meds. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, you should sue software. I should. Yeah. I should. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. But so the kind Boston surprised me with a copy of it. So thank you, Boston, publicly. So nice. That was really nice of you. You're welcome. Now, Boston, you've not played it yet because you're waiting for updates and stuff for the PC version, right? Oh, no, I have no interest in playing it. Okay, all right. So you're just not a fan of these oh. kind of games. Okay. Yeah, I well, I am trying to get through Hollow Knight right now. Okay. Which, you know, I so I, I don't mind challenging games, but like the absolute punishing culture around Elden Ring and the Souls Likes, I just, yeah. it's not my thing. I am not I a masochist. It. Okay, I no, I get it. Even if I did try to beat Ninja Gaiden with the bamboo sword. Oh, God. <laughs> what is your problem? I'm a little masochist. Are you sure okay, you're not a masochist? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I am not a masochist. I hate very hard games. <laughs> yeah. But I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you for taking this game on, man. Seriously. Because you knew what you were getting yourself into. Yep. And I can tell you right away, I fucked up big time. How so? So I went with a mage, which I'm not, that's not my fuck up. I did no, some. No, no, uh, no. Mages are powerful in this game. I did some research and I heard that the astronomer, I think is what they're called, or the mages, is a good mm-hmm. beginner's mm-hmm. class. So when the game starts and you first get outside into the open world, and you see that giant on the giant horse riding around, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I decided I need to go in the opposite direction of that guy, which is not the way you're supposed to go. You're not supposed to fight him, but you're supposed to go around <laughs> him to get to a church right. where you can start using right. your runes. So I went in the opposite way, struggled for a little bit, but then was told, hey, you need to go find this church in this direction. I started hitting <laughs> back that way. I had 6,500 yeah. runes. So I was like, I can't lose oh, these no. runes because oh, these no. runes are going to help me level up. And before yes. I found the church, I found the cave. And I went in the cave and fought some wolves. And was like, this wasn't hard. And then I saw a uh-huh. shimmery mist thing and decided, I'm going to see what's in this mist. And I went oh, in there no. and there was this giant savage thing that basically tore me apart. And so I came back at the little resting point. I forgot what those things are called. A side of grace? Yeah, you're right. Side of grace. Yep. Okay. And then I realized my runes were gone. So I had to go back mm-hmm. in there to that boss. I went back to that boss. I picked up my runes and then cleverly, I thought, tried to run out back out of the mist to oh, escape yeah, the you boss. Can't. You can't you do can't. that. So oh, that meant no. I was not like, oh, you know, people go, oh, you can just turn around and come back later. I was like, no, that's a lot of runes. I've worked two hours to get yeah. these runes. So I went back in there and fought that boss another seven or eight times until I finally beat him at a level six. There you go. (laughs) There you go. It was good because it taught me how to do my rolls and my parries. And then I thankfully found the church. Nice. Yeah, I got to where I started leveling up. I got very lucky. I was on a beach and teleported back to the church at night. And I did that at the right time to find the girl that gives you the the summons. Mm -hmm. Summons, yep. 
the spirits. Biggest problem with the game so far is it's like that where it doesn't really tell you what to do. Like when I started leveling up, yeah. since it doesn't really explain to you how the level up works, for my first few hours, I was just trying to make everything balance because I like balance when I play these kind of video games. Mm-hmm. Right. Usually do too. As a mage, that was not what I should have been doing. What I should have been doing is dumping everything <laughs> into intelligence hit points yep. and my spell points. And this is where it gets to you where if you're playing these kind of games, don't feel bad for asking or watching videos because after a few grinds I did, I was finally getting, I was getting mad because I didn't feel like I was really leveling up like I wanted to. So then I looked on a video that told you, here's how to build an OP mage in the first few hours of the game. And mm-hmm. thanks to that video, I'm pretty powerful right now as a mage. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about these games. I agree with you. Don't feel bad looking it up because the Soul series, including Elden Ring, even though it's not really a Souls game, they don't really explain anything. You barely get a story. So, you know, if you need help, totally, it's understandable to look things up. I looked up all kinds of stuff in the Souls, in the Souls games. Okay. So, I mean, it's it's understandable. And I'm glad I did because the guy basically gave over this, like, huge thing. Like, you need to go here, do this, go here, do this. I found a really good grinding point. There's a part in the game where I found a treasure chest and I was so excited. I was like, I cannot wait to see what's in this treasure chest. And the motherfucker thing was a trap and sent me to some kind of crystal mine mm. where the villains or yeah. the enemies oh, yes. where Dude. the enemies were overpowered. I, I lost a lot of runes when that happened to me. Yeah, I panicked in there mm. for a little bit until I found the way out of that mine and found a state of grace. And then I decided if Elden Ring is going to hand me shit, I'm going to make lemonade. And now that I felt comfortable <laughs> that I could turn around at any time and get back to that side of grace, that's where I've used now to start my grinding. I can usually right. get about 100,000 runes in about 40 minutes there now. Nice. nice. So that's where I basically have started my grinding. Usually right. at night, I used to grind against my pillow before I went to sleep. <laughs> Oh, sure. Yeah, and now I grind on Elden Ring. <laughs> well, that was too much information. Yeah. <laughs> what has been your experience so far, Scott? Not of grinding on your pillow. That's what I was going to talk about. Damn it. Y'all always take the fun out of my life. I, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> my experience, so I went a different kind of a route, because like when I'm playing these type of games, I kind of like level my guy based on what I'm doing, or like or what, what I'm getting. I'm, I'm usually like a a melee fighter that does casting as well. So I picked the Wretched class, uh, where you start at level 1, but all your stats are at 10. I was looking up, up the best kind of classes to do, you know, and, and one of the articles was saying, you know, the Wretched class sounds terrible, but it's really not, because you get to start at level 1 and kind of base your stats on wherever you want. So that's kind of what I did. So okay. originally, most of my stuff was going into, like, strength, some dexterity with a little bit of intelligence. And then I found a legendary summon that I really wanted, because all my other ones were just normal but i couldn't use it because my mind wasn't i didn't have enough points in mind so okay. then my, my next grind was just trying to get to where i could use that and then i, I started get, collecting all these awesome badass weapons and now i'm trying to focus on strength uh, just to use all these like epic weapons that i've been finding okay so you're like a melee fighter i'm a melee fighter with a little bit of magic 
Okay. I can tell how OP magic can be because some of the magic that I've found mm-hmm. has just really saved me, uh, especially in, in boss fights and just regular mobs. So I can't yeah. I can imagine like if like all my points were in just magic alone. Like for instance, last night I finally beat King Godric's. Is it Godric? Yeah. Yeah, Godric. I think. Yes. The main the main castle. I finally beat that, and I was. I got lucky and I was I summoned two NPC players to help me. You can summon two at a time. So I did, and one of them happened to be this. I mean, just he had to be a badass mage because he was like shooting stuff at, at the boss that was just taking his health down like it was nothing. So that was the mm-hmm. reason why I got passed because I actually got lucky and summoned a really powerful mage to help. So I can, <laughs> I can just I can just see how strong mages can be in this game. Now this <laughs> was a sure. summon like that you did like an actual player or summon that from one of your spells. Actual you- player. Okay. No, an actual player. You can summon up to two players, or you can do a player and or uh, an NPC. But you can't do huh. two players and an NPC. Uh, so you, you can kind of pick. And when you win, do you all get like whatever the boss drops? I have no idea because I've not done an invasion yet. In the okay. Souls games, you got you got special rewards for helping, but you didn't you didn't get the items that was dropped. You got you got special rewards just for helping. What uh, happens in Elden Ring? I'm assuming. I have no idea because I've not done it. Well, that you said I, you not, did it I've to not fight that team. somebody's game. But when they came, okay, so well, no, 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 my no, question's probably not. But I don't know sense. what they get. Is what I'm saying. What did you get? Is what I'm asking. Okay. Oh, I got the regular rewards. If you get help from somebody else, you still get all the normal rewards. You okay. don't lose anything. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I thought you were asking what they got. No, no, I don't give a shit about them. <laughs> <laughs> so when the boss drops the, <laughs> the items. It just immediately yeah. goes, everything goes to you? It immediately goes to you, yes. Okay. I know they have to get something to help. I, I yeah. just don't know what it is because I've not okay. done it. I know in the other games, part of what they got was like, because in, in the Souls games, humanity was a big deal. You know, like mm-hmm. if you died, you were undead. And the only way to come back to human form was to use these special items. So I know part of what they got is that. They, I, at least I'm pretty sure it was, but I, I can't remember what all they got as a reward. But it was stuff that was worth their time for sure to help. Okay, cool. It's funny, though, because this game, even though I feel like I'm decently powered right now, like I fought a giant bear and beat it, and I felt really good then. Yeah, yeah. Is I was running from another bear, and I ended up in this uh, in this tower where I took this elevator down into the ground, and the elevator must have took like a minute, a, le- a legit ah. minute, getting down mm-hmm. to the bottom. In most games, if I find something cool like this, I'm like, oh, awesome. And here I was like, I have to leave this well immediately um, because it dropped me uh, a full minute into the ground. And then I could see stars on the ceiling. And I was yeah. like, Ryan, you shouldn't be here right now. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I looked at the map and the map was completely blank, which makes me think, is this like a totally new world underground that I'm dealing with? Mm-hmm. That's what's so crazy about the game. because It's huge. Yeah, it really is. It's like as tiny Elvis would say, "Hey man, this is huge. Look at this stuff." <laughs> oh, you know Tiny Elvis? Yes. Do you know about Tiny Elvis? Which Tiny Elvis are you talking about? SNL. Dana Carvey had a sketch oh. called Tiny Elvis, and the whole thing was just him as like everybody else is normal size, but he was just tiny. He go, "Hey, look, look over here, man." <laughs> okay. Now I was thinking about there's a Elvis impersonator in Las Vegas who is his. his he's apparently got. The best, he does the best voice for oh, Elvis. Wow. Oh, but he usually walks around half naked with a tiny penis. Oh, <laughs> God. I and... oh man! Now my grandmother loved Elvis. Like uh, I don't know if she would like <laughs> tiny Elvis, 
Uh, my grandmother loved like, tiny where, penis. Where is this, where is this going, Ryan? <laughs> my grandmother slept with so many Elvis. So, uh, no, I don't know where that went. Oh, but overall, I would say it's hard. I want to recommend the game, but I would say a few things. First, you got to feel like you're going to be committed to learning the game. Two. Yes. You have to be familiar somewhat with open world games and how they work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can agree with that. We unfortunately we have a friend who's coming on the podcast in a couple of months who uh, works at an opera house, and he has buyer's remorse right now. I don't know if he still does, but I know like a couple weeks ago when he first got the game, he was feeling really bummed because mm. it's just not. That's his the post skill. you tagged me in, right? Yeah, yeah, on, yeah. On so the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but this is one of those games where you can't just pop it in and start playing. You have to do some research. Like I said, it doesn't hold your hand. It doesn't do quest no. logs, which is something I wish it at least had. Ooh. But I'm I do t- wish it had quest logs because there's lots of quests I've ran to and I've kind of for, uh, I'm trying to remember like, wait, what am I doing again? <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, I do wish they had quest logs. That would be awesome. But I dig the exploration of it because like. Me too. Like, one of the reasons I said in a couple episodes back, I'm not sure if I'd ever play an open world game. And I think at that point, I meant Ubisoft kind of ones where you go out into the open world and you pull the map up and there's just fucking icons as far as the eye can see. Mm-hmm. I don't want yep. those icons. Yep. I want to come upon this stuff naturally. And that's what this game does brilliantly. Yeah, like, it, it just is so cool. And I've only seen one kind of boss repeat so far and it was this weird cat statue that jumps around and shoots fire at you i've only seen one (laughs) boss Mm -hmm. repeat it so far and i think i'm at 12 hours and i usually when i play a game i'll play an hour and then put the game down for the day i think last night i played three and a half hours straight as soon as boston lied to us about his wife's uh illness (laughs) (laughs) i just basically played three and a half hours i was like i'm doing this for you cam i'm doing this for you i regret nothing yes (laughs) and you shouldn't so this is for like newbies or or somebody that's new to the game in, in general don't get frustrated by bosses because you can come you can come back to a boss anytime you know like the first little main boss in the main castle you know, I tried ten times on that guy. Uh, even even summoned help, and I was like, ah, this is I'm just I'm getting too frustrated. So I, I just left. You know, I explore. I I probably put 20, 20 something hours into the game before I came back, or maybe not that much, but a, a lot. Uh, I think I think I finally beat beat the first one. I think I was in my in my thirties. That's that's how much exploration I've I've did in the game. So you don't you never have to feel stuck on, on a boss because there's so many other places you can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's what's well, brilliant about it. Actually, in addition to what I had prepared for Elden Ring, one of the one of the Twitch streamers I follow, a guy named Krendor, he has been playing since launch, mm-hmm. strictly pacifist. How? Yeah, how? I, either I, I think it's either he gets he summons it. He he asks for help from a another player, and he has like people in his stream like to to show up. Mm-hmm. But you can only summon players up to like a certain point places, like usually like where bosses are and stuff. I know that the the big thing he that he's been doing is he's he was just like I like I liked the idea of the exploration spoke to me, but I don't like this type of fighting, mm. so I'm not going to do it. That's crazy <laughs> huh. though. That huh. is nuts. That also seems like you've got a little asterisk next to pacifist. It's like what's the religion where like Saturday nights they're not supposed to light stuff or anything? Judaism. Yeah, Jude. Is it just Judaism? I feel shitty now. Yeah. <laughs> they hire people to do all that shit for them. 
That seems like the asterisk next to pacifist to me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Sabbath goys is the official term. I don't know if that has become like a, a frowned upon term, but uh, okay. Sabbath goy is the term I've heard. In fact, uh, as you bring it back around, Elvis was often a Sabbath goy for oh. several friends of his. I wonder if that'll be in the new Elvis movie. I've heard. I've heard at least one time. Uh, what was it? Uh, Mike. Actually, Mike Kaplan was the one that talks about it because. Okay. He's a fantastic comedian, but uh, so he says some hotels that are Jewish owned mm-hmm. have it programmed that on the Sabbath, the elevators just go to every floor and open. They're programmed to just go to a floor, open, go to a floor, open oh. because they're not allowed to press the buttons. But if they happen to go into the if they happen to be in there while it's moving, well, that, that just can't, that can't, that can't be helped. Yeah. Mm. It feels like technicalities to me, but you know what? I'm not going to disrespect somebody's religion. Oh no! That, that honestly, that is that is the epitome of religion to me is finding technicalities to get around. <laughs> <laughs> right. I kept my virginity till marriage because I only had sex in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Catholicism. But final thoughts on Elden Ring before we move on, because I, I assume over the next couple of months yeah. we will be talking about Elden Ring a lot. There's one specific part of Elden Ring that I am going to be keeping an eye on. Okay. And okay. that is the speedrunning community. Because mm. as of this recording, someone has beaten the 30-minute mark. How? It's insanity to me. Yeah. I have 66-something-plus hours in this game, and I doubt I'm halfway through it. I haven't actually watched the video yet, but yeah, it's 2859. Oh, that is absolutely absurd. I, wow. I saw last week somebody was very proud of themselves, as they should be. Because they beat it in fifty nine minutes, and it's That's still down impressive to, to me. It's down, and there's not using hacks or anything. Uh, as I understand, it, I think there's a, maybe some exploits as far as like as, as someone put it, using game mechanics the way they were intended, and using game mechanics the way they were not intended. Mm-hmm. I right, don't right. see how because I listened to one podcast where they were talking about they're not sure if they're ever going to beat the game because supposedly the final bosses, the difficulty ramps up absurdly. So I wonder mm. how you beat this game if you've not... Yeah, if, if you're speedrunning, you can't level up. So how... I, I mean, do they solely do it based on summoning helpful players? Like, I don't... That's I don't, insane. I don't get it. Hmm. I need to look into that. Yeah. I should have watched the video, but... That's okay, man. 28, 29 minutes, even if you're summoning players, to even get to that final boss, I think well, would be... Yeah. Well, and sometimes, too... It takes a minute to summon players, so sometimes it glitches out or it doesn't summon right. So I, I, I don't even know if summoning players is how they're doing. It. And if he tries to get to the horse to make himself a little faster, that's going to be right there a good ten minutes yeah. of gameplay. Right? Have either of you played Breath of the Wild? Yeah, I no, love I, don't, it. I don't. I don't. Well, I played a demo of it. The current Breath of the Wild speed run is twenty four twenty seven. I know you can go straight to Ganon anytime if you want to. But I yep. still not know how you could ever beat Ganon. I've watched a few of those. There are specific weapons you have to grab, specific recipe that just like it it stacks with itself and gives you a ridiculous power boost. Yeah, and then you just have to be able to be you have to be able to good be good enough to beat him within that time frame. Okay, wow. okay. I, I can see that. The best part of uh, going up against Ganon right out the gate is you have to fight all the versions of him that you would have fought the other temples. Oh, like at once? Yes. Oh, wow. One right after the other. That's insane. Uh, yeah, that'd be rough. Good going speedrunners, though. Cause... Yeah, no joke, man. <laughs> Speaking of speedruns, I would say 
If you do not want Batman spoilers, this is the part of the episode that you would end at. So you'll finish this episode in less than last time it's going to take other people because we're we're going to discuss Batman. We're not going to hold back on spoilers. So I would say Spoiler at this alert. point, yes. Thank you, Scott. You should have yeah, said it, Arnold. Spoiler alert. Do it as Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I should have. Chicks dig the car. But I'd say at this point in the episode is where we'll part ways. Come back and finish the episode once you see Batman. That's what we'll tell everybody else. But for everybody else to stick around, enjoy the rest of the episode. But if you all got to leave, you know, peace out. So, Scott, say spoiler alert one more time and then we'll start spoiling. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Get to the spoilers. Get to the spoiler alert. I think my Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation is the worst. Spoilers. <laughs> Boston's is okay. Scott's is, you know, pretty. Mine's perfect. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you put your name in the goblet? (laughs) Nice. Chill out. Wait, that actually was Arnold Schwarzenegger. This was the first movie that I think I've seen with Boston and Scott together, which is awesome. I think it is. Yes. And I didn't even know Boston was going to be there, so it was a nice surprise. (laughs) Yeah, it was super good. And I can tell you this right now, Boston and Scott have great timing because they got there right as the trailers were starting and right as they started taking orders for food. I had been yeah. there for 30 minutes panicking that we weren't going to get waited out. <laughs> I come in into the into the theater and, and the waitress is sitting right, right there in front of uh, Ryan. I was like, oh, this is great timing. Scott just comes strolling in. The new Batman movie, I'll start off. Before you start, I have one thing to say. Okay. I almost had it almost was ruined for me because they didn't have my drink. It started oh. off bad. Yeah, because you were hyped for that drink. You've I was so I forever. no, well, not forever because I just I just discovered it like two weeks ago. For anybody who wants who goes to the Cinnabar, there is this new drink they have. It's some kind of caramel bourbon Coke. Ooh. It is phenomenal. I'm telling you, I would drink it everywhere I could if I if, if I if I saw it. So, but I got over it and I did enjoy the movie. So I'm sorry I had I had to say that first, Ryan. And uh, just to let everybody know there, Boston and his people that came to the movie, they're mm-hmm. all about Mountain Dew. Oh. Yes. Yes, we are. Because I okay. saw that waiter come over, got three Mountain Dews. Nice. And I saw three people <laughs> eagerly waiting for their uh, Mountain Dews. I dug this Batman movie. I thought it was a little longer than it needed to be. I like that they're finally going more into the detective side of Batman, which is something that none of the other Batman movies have really ever touched on. So I really dug that. So that's my over. Not not in a full, like, deep dive like this one did. Like, I actually happened yeah. to be catching, because because I was trying to prove a coworker wrong, we were watching clips from Batman Forever. Okay. And, like, he does do a little bit of detective work with that Riddler, but okay. it's just, like, it's it's not real work, okay. right? Like, yeah, right. Like he's solving well, riddles. I, yeah, it's just the silly riddles. So okay, I like how they set that up at the beginning too. Uh, that you, mm-hmm. that you could tell that he really has great detective skills. Uh, That's the thing I really liked about it. Yeah, he's effectively an uh, an unpaid private eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It was a little weird. I mean, seen in the comic books, I've never thought it looked weird. But seeing a guy in a bat suit standing in a room with a whole bunch of cops. <laughs> yes. And like yes. some of them are like, fucking really, Gordon? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Right. Also, good choice for Gordon. Good choice. Oh, amazing oh, yeah. choice. Jeffrey oh, Wright. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. Oh, for sure. Hands yep. down. Super good choice for Gordon. And I like that this movie actually gave Gordon stuff to do. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't just Gordon turning around and going, where'd the Batman go? <laughs> I, mean, right. I would have liked one of those, at least one. Yeah, yeah, I, LJ, yeah just, uh, just one gimme. Wait, they did do that yep, once, didn't they? they? Did with there that, was with one. That, with that cop that comes around on, to Batman's side when they're in uh, Riddler's oh. hideout. Yeah, Deus Ex Cop. Or yes. Cop Ex Machina there. That yep. was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I thought was super cool is they do set it up right at the beginning, which is how violent the Riddler is at the beginning of the movie, that, you know, this is going to be a harder Batman than you're probably used to. Mm-hmm. I definitely would say... Kids probably don't need to be seeing this movie. It may be a little too dark for some kids. The movie's very dark. Going the movie is also very dark. Yeah, yes. Very, very dark. Yes. I'm not sure how I feel about this version of the Riddler because you it's very weird how little of the Riddler you actually get in this movie. I do really like the actor who plays the Riddler though. Uh Paul Dano? Yes. Yeah, I really like I've liked him almost anything I've seen him in. He honestly reminded me a lot of a young James Spader. Oh, yeah. Just the way he looked. Yeah, I yes. can see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could. Oh, my God. He really does. And it's weird because he looks yeah. like a version of a young Spader and also the older Spader. <laughs> <laughs> a combination of the two. Yeah, yeah. He's like the locked in time Spader. All Spader all the time. Yeah. <laughs> right. When they first announced that Robert Pattinson was going to play Batman, I was one of the few yeah. people that were okay with that. Because I had seen, there's a movie that he did a few years ago called Good Time, which just showed what a phenomenal actor he really is. I haven't seen that. It's so good. We're going to add it to Movie Pals, I think. And then, of course, The Lighthouse. He was good in The Lighthouse, too. But I think his Batman is probably one of the top Batmen that I've seen. I'm not happy with this Bruce Wayne, but I really dug his Batman. I still think, I, I still will say that of all the Batman that I've laid eyes on, he is still the one that makes me genuinely terrified. Mm, like, okay. I get that. I felt, I felt uncomfortable. Like, yeah. when he was walking towards those thugs, I was like, I feel sorry for all of you. Yes. He, oh, he, yeah. he definitely has that. He portrays that like, holy fuck, I'm about to get fucked up. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. he, he's got that down to a T. Yeah, that uh, first fight scene in the subway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you on the Bruce Wayne part, but I, I also I like how they set it to, like, to this. Is, he's only been Batman for two years. Yeah. So he's still kind of getting that like, do you feel how like do his I, Bruce how do Wayne I play emo ish? Um, I don't know if emo, he was emo ish in a way, but I think it was just more there wasn't like the other ones. Whenever they were Batman, they realized they understood that Bruce Wayne is the mask. Bruce Wayne's got to be the right. cool Superboy. Like Playboy, yep. like you know, hanging on to women and everything like that. And this right. Bruce Wayne was just as sad as Batman. Exactly, <laughs> he was. He was. Well, I love it when Pennyworth is sitting there being like, "Hey, the investors are coming in." He's like, "I don't give a shit. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. care. Yeah, why? Yep. I, I, this isn't. This doesn't concern me. I don't care. Why are you bothering me? It's like because you've got to be Bruce still. It's yeah, like, I don't wanna." We'll be Batman. Exactly. I am yep. only Batman now. <laughs> if a businessman flew through the window, I'd be a businessman, but a bat fell through the window. <laughs> this is where we're at. Oh, but, uh, good times. I, I really dug too. And I think seeing it in the theater, in a the big screen, if you're comfortable going back to theaters, is definitely something to do because like 
the Batmobile, when the Batmobile starts to power up the first time and it hits those speakers, oh, it was yeah. incredible. Oh, I remember when I first saw the engine. Yeah. I immediately said to myself, that is Chekhov's engine. We're going to oh. see that in use. <laughs> We're going to see that in use yeah. later. <laughs> oh, and awesome. sure enough, yeah, you get, to, you get to see him. He put it, he puts it in. Ugh. Yeah. yeah that, and that whole so sequence, good. the chase sequence there is so damn good. Oh, for sure. And speaking of so damn good, Colin Farrell as the penguin. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. So I want to reenact what happened at the end of this movie. So, we were, all of us were outside talking after the movie was over. Ryan happens to say, you know, how good of a job Colin Farrell did in that role. And I, I did, I know I did a double take. I looked at you Ryan, did. I, like, I looked away, I looked, and I was like, what, say what? You fell back. You were, so, you were so hit by I the was, truth. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm telling you, like, there is no way I would have picked that out in a million years. He transformed into that. Somebody mm-hmm. re- said something in a review of this, and I think it was accurate is Colin Farrell is a character actor trapped in a leading actor's body. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I, I like that. Yeah. I like that, yeah. Yeah, and um, what's cool is HBO Max is going to do two spinoff TV series or probably like like Peacemaker um, set in this Batman universe. And the first one they oh, announced yeah? is going to be a uh, Pennyworth, um, uh, not Pennyworth, sorry, the Penguin story. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I don't know if it's going to be set post or pre-Batman, mm-hmm. but that's what they're going to do is they've signed Colin Farrell and everybody to it. I think the other series is going to be set in Arkham Asylum, which we kind of get a sneak peek. Although I think in the yeah. movie, they're at Blackthorn Prison. Is that right? Mm. Or is oh, it Arkham? at the end? Yeah. Is that Arkham Asylum? or is that? I thought it was Arkham, but I could be wrong. Riddler is at Arkham. Uh, by the end of the movie, Riddler yeah. is in Arkham. I think penguin well actually i think by the end of the movie penguin they didn't didn't have anything on him no and that's so crazy because penguin killed a lot of people on that uh freeway (laughs) yeah oh true but that's another cool part is the little hint that we get at the end of the movie of um who the next villain could possibly be spoiler alert it's joker yes Um, yes they have confirmed it was joker yeah there's too many hints i I still think it would have been cool as hell if they somehow could have made it where it was, it was Joaquin Phoenix's Joker right there at the end. Same. I think that would have been badass. Yep. You don't agree, Boston? Did you not dig his Joker movie? I actually still haven't seen that one. It just oh. it hadn't been on my radar. I really liked it. I thought he did a phenomenal job. I liked it too. And I'm tired of pretending he didn't. I took a while to see it because there's unfortunately some really shitty people online that have latched onto the Joker as somebody they love. And it took me a while to get in to see it, but Joker movie is really well done. I agree. Yeah, but I think what DC is doing now, at least that's what I'm hoping they're doing, is they're not going to be as persistent as Marvel is to make sure everything connects. Like, do Mm -hmm. stuff in different universes. Let this Batman and this Joker be in separate universes. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just it's not needed. You're not going to capture the same magic that Marvel has gotten. So don't even right. try that anymore. Just do your own thing. Again, that's one of the reasons why I still adore the DC animated universe. Because yeah. they have so much fun. There is so much fun going on there. And they're not trying to make some big statement. So yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> it's, yeah. It turns out just fine. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. I love the Marvel universe, but I know like like Scott here 
asked me, hey, before I watch Spider-Man, how many other movies do I need to watch? <laughs> yep. Because he's a little behind on some of it. Well, some of the shows, yeah. And I think Shang-Chi, right? Shang-Chi? Yeah, I still have to watch uh, that and I think like two others. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like for Batman, you don't need to see anything else. No, no. And what's good about it, they didn't hardly waste any time on the backstory. You know, everybody at this point knows what the backstory is. They didn't try and do the pearls. Yep. No, that's true. They didn't. They casually kind of mention it once or twice, but that, that's it. That's really all you need. This is what I hope is the new rule for these superhero movies, except unless it's a character that's not really in the mainstream. We don't need that's, origin yeah, stories different. anymore. Like, right, I think exactly. one thing that hindered Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man was the fact that the first movie was the origin story after we just got the origin story a decade ago with Tobey Maguire. That's what was so smart about the Tom Holland. There was no, we didn't need it. We knew that he got bit by a spider. Oh, and then Zoe Kravitz. We didn't really talk about her, I guess, because we uh, hate women. Oh. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Oh, no. I, I am very, I was very much in love with Zoe Kravitz. She did a wonderful job. I agree. I think that the romantic angle was a little forced. Oh, yeah. Forced or rushed? I'm not sure. Or maybe maybe a little of both, I guess. I feel like forced. Like, I don't see, like, yeah, we're two brooding creatures of the night, but, like, what other thing, like, what what the fuck could either of them actually relate on <laughs> at the end of yeah, the day? The chemistry didn't seem to be there for me. And I know, like, one of the friends that went with us just kind of thought the kiss at the end wasn't consensual and was a little grossed out by it. <laughs> I mean, if I was Bruce Wayne, I would definitely be trying to get with Catwoman because Zoe Kravitz is beautiful. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure. But yeah, the, the romance thing seemed a little distracting for me. I thought Zoe Kravitz did a great job as Selena Kyle. They didn't like... Me too. She didn't feel too. shoehorned into the movie just for them to say, hey, look, we got Catwoman in here too, which was my big concern because the movie was going to have Catwoman, the Riddler, and Penguin all in it. Mm-hmm. But the movie didn't feel like it was just kind of stacked with too much yeah it wasn't yeah. overwhelming which is weird because you're right it didn't feel that way but on the flip side that it, it at some point it did feel like the movie ran too long but not because of that yeah you know what i mean like felt like there was things that they could have left out that made it a little bit too long yeah but not because of all the actors that were in it or all the characters that were in it yeah and it was kind of cool too because in a way the villain wins because gotham gets flooded yeah, that's true. He wins. Honestly, it's it's the same victory that most villains have in Batman. It's like, yeah, we we flooded the city, but you're in jail now. Yeah, but the city's still flooded. Yeah, you can't <laughs> take that from me. But I mean, but he knew he was going to get caught. That was part of his plan. Like yeah. even in right. the videos, the videos to his fans. But he knew that was happening. Yeah, and I loved the whole scene where Riddler kept saying Bruce Wayne, and you could see Batman was shitting himself. That was such a good because, especially if you know what you know about the Riddler. You're sitting there going, oh, fuck, he, he figured it out. Oh, yeah. fuck, he figured it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, like, Batman's still just like, mm, who? <laughs> and then when you realize, like, he didn't, he didn't yeah. figure it out, and it was just it's just coincidence. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, you could just watch, you could watch Pattinson's anus unclench on stream. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was so well done. And they kind of do a giant hint at this in the movie about... Uh, one of Batman's villains, Tommy Elliot, are the Hush. The Hush Easter egg was very, very there, if you know who Hush is. Mm-hmm. At the end of the Hush storyline, that's where the Riddler discovers Bruce Wayne is Batman. Mm-hmm. So I thought that's what they were leading at to that 
Because they mentioned, because you know the part where Batman goes into the theater and sees the video about the Waynes, and they talk about the yeah. reporter that goes yep. missing, Tommy Elliot, and then they say "hush" on the screen. Well, Tommy Elliot is Hush, who in the comic books ends up, ends up getting plastic surgery to get his face to look like Bruce Wayne. He wears like bandages all over his head. That's his and and like a mm-hmm. uh, a trench coat. So I kept. That's what got spoiled for me before the movie. That I work as a comic book store, and I have to look for what's going on speculator sites and Mm -hmm. the first appearance of hush started jumping up in value once that movie hit. So I knew something with hush was going to be in there, but thankfully nobody spoiled the Joker thing for me. And that was like straight up. Oh, good. That was a fun moment. I'm glad that did not get spoiled for you then. Yeah. yeah. That was a fun moment. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So overall, do you recommend people seeing it? Okay, fine. Uh, Scott? I agree with half of what he said. I 100% recommend it. Dark Knight is still the best one ever made, in my opinion. Okay. I like what one reviewer said, that Dark Knight is a better movie. Mm, Okay. The Batman is a better Batman movie. (laughs) Okay. Okay, okay. Like, let's be honest. The Dark Knight is a Joker movie at the end of the day. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably a good point. That's probably a good point, yes. For me, it's hard to say because I've only seen them all one time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the Batman is really good, but I know like seeing Dark Knight and Rises, I really like them too. So I'd say, if anything, yeah. this is at least top three Batman and definitely worth watching. And like I said, I know it's going to be on HBO Max the middle of April, but if you have a chance and you're not nervous about it, see this in the theater. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know... Not for kids. Definitely not for kids. It's too long and I think way too scary. (laughs) Like that opening. That ninja at the opening? Oh, terrifying. Yeah. uh, My nephew got to see the new Spider-Man movie and he saw the Batman trailer. He's like, oh, we got to see that. So when I was watching a movie, I kept looking to see if this is something I feel like my nephew could watch. And that opening scene where where the Riddler basically beats somebody to death. I was like, yeah, this isn't for him. This is not. Just go in? Yeah, no. Yeah, this This is is not. not. This is a no. Yeah. Watch some of the Batman movies that are on HBO Max right now. That's that's more of your speed. <laughs> there you go. Are all the Batman movies on HBO Max right now? Like who who all's on HBO Max? Or for, I think they're all on HBO. I think they're all on HBO Max right now. Yeah, I think they're all on there. Nice, nice. Boston. I know we went over. We probably went over an hour here, but I think it's all good content, fun content. Uh-uh. Do you want to wrap it up for us? Yes, we thank you again, Internet. Hope we didn't spoil too much there for you. But until the next episode, we love you. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you all next time. Good night. See you next time. We love you. Also, uh, I told you guys, uh, I also do a really good Christopher Walken too, right? Oh, let's hear it. Yeah. Get to the chopper.